Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Vice President of diversity and inclusion here at NASCAR. Why is that so important to you? Man, just because, like Uncle Clint, I came to my first race and just fell in love with the sport. And I've always just wanted to make sure that people who look like me had that same opportunity to fall in right. love with it, but it's exposure, right? Like, it's just, it was a lack of exposure. I played football and basketball and stuff growing up. Uh, and my uncle would always tell me stories about how he would go to the races and sneak under the fence. Well, I played football for, for that same uncle. He never told me anything about NASCAR right, right. until I mentioned it to him that I had this opportunity, you know. And so to me, that triggered something in my mind. I was like, man, more people need to know about this. So same like you, you saw it and you were instantly hooked. It was the same thing for me. The first time I came, like chills, you know, went up my back. I heard the car fire up. I'm like, man, like more people need to experience this. Right. So, and smell that rubber. That's it. created for you was this the, was there a person in front of you for that like how, 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 did, how did you come to be where you are now yeah so people don't realize NASCAR's diversity initiative has been around since like 2000 so these things have been in place for some time obviously over that time you know they've they've ramped up they've gotten you know we've changed uh, sort of the structure of a lot of those programs right so the D4D program which you know which Raja Karuth is in you know, there was a situation where we were just paying individual teams to run these drivers, right? But what we started to find out was that probably wasn't the most efficient way. So we brought everything in-house under Max Siegel and Rev Racing. Those types of iterations and new reinventions, if you will, of those programs have certainly taken place. But when you ask, is, was it tailor-made for me? Um, no, is, would be the answer to the question, I think, from a NASCAR standpoint. But I feel like, um, it was made for me just because I have such a passion for the sport and also such a passion for making sure that everyone can experience it and, and such a passion for, you know, the culture, right? Is that like, I want people to be able to come and experience it. And so I feel like it was tailor-made for me, but I'm from a corporate standpoint, I don't think it was there. You know, the program has been around for 20 plus years. But I think that's the, the hardest part of growing an audience for people who haven't been exposed to it smelt the rubber, heard the engines is, you know, watching it on television, like Channing said, the first time we sat down with Bubba yep. was, it's just going left, 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 right? So you really can't experience it. I think that's the hardest, I think that's the biggest challenge that you have. 
you need television, right? right? Like everyone knows that it's you absolutely have to have it. But if that's the only way that you're exposed to it, nah. Like you have to come see it. It's, it's one of those things that invigorates all of your senses, literally. And no other sport really does that, right? When you think about it, I mean, you can hear it, you can feel it, you can taste it. When people's like taste, I'm like, yeah, you know, if you're going some of these tracks, depending on where you're sitting, like you will absolutely get like grit and like asphalt in your teeth, you know, just right. from, you know, just right. inhaling and like they're, you know, they dusting all that stuff up. So um, it's just one of those things, I man, there's absolutely nothing like it in person. Nothing and I, like and it. I can say that while everyone may not leave a fan of the sport, no one leaves with the same, right. with the same perception of the sport. They always leave with the respect for it. Hold on, time out, time out, like hold on, time out, on, hold on, time out. You said there's nothing like it. I grew up and you, you know, having you in the stands, coming to my games, 13 years in the NFL, so you got NASCAR over NFL? No, be on, and be honest. I was be, be honest. honest. Be honest. When you was playing, if there was a race and the game at the same time, I would only watch when the offense had the ball. <laughs> <laughs> when the, the defense had the ball, I put the race on. I love it. And I now love that it. you're retired, <laughs> I will not watch a football game until after my race is off. There it is. I will not watch a football game. Right. And what you said about uh, going in circles, a lot of people just don't know that it's a whole lot more than just going in circles. Right. When you're sitting in that car going 200 plus miles an hour, especially at Daytona and Talladega, 33 degree banking at Talladega, four or five, sometimes six wide, where your life depends on mine, my life depends on you. Inches apart. And the G-forces, if people look and see, that headrest is huge. They cannot move their head with that Hans device and look. They got a little mirror here on the post I don't have the rear view mirror. But the spoilers are so high, they can't see two cars behind them. And when they're going that rate of speed, it only takes one little miscue. So everybody's got to be on the same page, and they got to have confidence in each other. Mm. And especially when it's hot, because that track is slick. Right. And that's why I like Kyle Busch. Because he can drive. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of touched on it a little bit, but never really went deep into the story of how I got into NASCAR, right? I've said it, I said it a, actually a couple of times, but never really on I Am Athlete NASCAR, but it was because of you guys, right? Unk introducing me to the sport by hounding me for 10 years, like, you got to go to NASCAR, go, go to a race, go to a race. I didn't understand it. And Shaw, you were like, man, this is amazing. I'm like, what are you talking about this is amazing? You're from Brooklyn, right? So I appreciate you guys for, for hounding me to get into NASCAR because I fell in love with it, you know, but, you know, I want to hear from you guys, like, how did y'all get into this sport? I got into it back in the 80s, not in NASCAR, but I used to ride the motorcycle to the Indy 500 for years. I watched the NASCAR race on TV. I said, that's for me. Been there ever since. My driver was Dale Jarrett. He retired. I said, who am I going to go with? Kyle Busch or Tony Stewart? 
had to go with Rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I'm at right now. Right, right. Is that why you love Rowdy? No, so I didn't, I didn't actually, you took me to Daytona 500, it was my first race, and the reason why I, you know, Rowdy became my driver was because of him and Samantha, his wife, how they treated me at my first race. So they took me up in the pit box, yeah. and they just showed me an amazing time, they were awesome people. You know, they didn't have to do what they did. And so I was like, all right, he's cool. I didn't even know he was the villain. I didn't even know he was deemed the asshole, which he kind of is, and I, but I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> NASCAR's always had assholes in terms of drivers. Yeah. So like, that's, that's what keeps the sport going. Right. Like, that's what, I mean, that's what the sport is built on, those yeah. rivalries. I used to be called a black redneck. Mm. And that was by my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but she loved me. She's just making a joke. She called me a black redneck. Right. You know, because before I got my knees replaced, <laughs> I had took my grandmother's cane, great-grandmother's cane, I took my 10-speed bike, took the seat off of it, got ready to hose clamps, clamped it onto the cane, and I put it on my motorcycle when I used to ride here for the Coke 600. And when I got from tired Pittsburgh. of walking. From Pittsburgh. From Pittsburgh. When I got tired of walking, I rest my behind on that cane. Boy <laughs> <laughs> had the bow legs. Man. I was like, oh, we gonna fix these knees. No, that man was walking like this. And that now he's straight. Yeah. I'm, I'm being honest. It was bad. I love racing, all the Confederate flags, which I go to races. I've come here since 2000, Daytona since 2002. Atlanta, Labor Day weekend. I didn't, didn't let them Confederate flags bother me. I didn't been to 42 states in this country on my motorcycle. And I don't worry about what this person is going to do or that person. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th. And Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's Day with gifts up to 60% off. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm getting married today. I'm also a firefighter and first responder. When you move over and slow down, you're making sure I can make it to my ceremony to start the next chapter of my life. When you see flashing lights, remember, they're not just roadside workers. Thank you for moving over and slowing down. There are two things that are absolutely true. Grandma loves you, and she would never say no to McDonald's. So treat yourself to a Grandma McFlurry with your order today. It's what Grandma would want. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's for a limited time. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career, so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu. I'm going to do, I'm going somewhere and enjoy myself. But no, the Confederate flag was a big thing because there's like you're one of a few that, you know, felt comfortable going to a race, you know, seeing that flag waving. So, you know, I, I appreciate you sticking it through because, yeah. you know, you we, NASCAR appreciates you sticking it through. Right. How'd you get into it? My love for NASCAR just came from the love of cars. And seeing it on TV, Ford, Chevy, I know you work with all the big guys. And going to my first race, and like you said, you can taste it, you can smell it. Yeah, that's it. It changes you. 
just not as a spectator. Now you want to learn more. You want to be involved. You want to shake hands. You want to read up as much as you can. Now we have social media, so everything is on a phone or a computer. Right. And the amount I've learned just from NASCAR, it has taken me just more in depth with racing. Right. So to see a brother like B here being a vice president in this sport, right. Uh, it brings tears to my eyes. It, you know what I love about what I love about you know connecting with you on cars and NASCAR is like yeah. you you know the history. Yes. That's why I was like, yeah, I got to be on the show <laughs> because you know he really is a fan, and I didn't know that you love NASCAR more than football. I didn't know that. I would have been the other way. And for you, I mean. You're a historian. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to me about the first race that was broadcasted live on television. You're telling me about the first race, and you're telling me about the Wood Brothers. You're yeah. telling me about, oh, you got to get the king going. You need Richard to sit Petty. with this one. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, that's what, that's what, I, that's what I, you know, that's where our connection in this sport is. Yes. Because I'm, I'm learning right now, mm -hmm. and you teach me. Yeah. And I think that's pretty dope. A, a dude from Brooklyn. Yeah. The streets of Brooklyn. Because <laughs> Channing, when I told him you got to get the king on, he said, who the hell is the king? <laughs> no, don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. You can't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, well, well, who is that again? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what team is he on? Yeah. Who he plays for? <laughs> Quarterback, running back. Yeah. He said, nah, but he's learning. He's coming along. All right, let's jump to 2022. Push the conversation forward. All right, the next gen car. How y'all feel about it? I like it, and I don't like it. <laughs> Old school. I like it. I love it. Because Kyle Busch <laughs> is going to be able to practice and qualify. Right. I don't like it because, like you were saying, I like to see him hit them five lugs. Yeah. On my 75 inch, I'm sitting across the room. And I got my binoculars, and when they come, not just them, the pit crews, I want to see if they hit all lugs. I know, but when, oh, when you say 75 the, uh, inch, uh. no, because you said that you told this story before at dinner. When you say 75 inch. TV. So you're in the house with binoculars. Yes. <laughs> That's where we was going. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm across the room with my binoculars. Channing, you didn't, you didn't know what he meant. And I was like, he didn't know what he meant. You sitting in your house with binoculars <laughs> in front of the TV. Trying to see the screw gun yes. that close. We got, yes. a, so we got a Hawkeye system uh, that we use to, to monitor to make sure all the, you know, like pit stops and stuff like that. We need to get Unc up there in the top. You said they're doing that already. I mean, you know, you might as well come and do it in a few right. <laughs> To put him at ease. Right. <laughs> Man, what y'all think? Yeah, I was going to say with the next gen thing, that, it, it evens the playing field. Now you got to be a driver now, right? Exactly. My view on the next gen is just safety. Safety. I've watched guys flip. I've watched people die, you know. Watch people get severely injured. Safety. I don't care if I had 10 lugs, two lugs, one lug. Safety. Whatever it does to bring that person home at the end of the race. Yeah, now that's, that's key. And I can appreciate, Unc, what you're saying in terms of the, the lugs, right? That, that, that's been such a major part of the sport for so long. The good news is, is that the pit stops won't really look any different, even though there's only the one lug, right? The, the, it still takes the same amount of time to fill the, the, the tank. the same amount of guys, except for years ago when they had the catch can man. Right. They took them away. Right. But for me, the most exciting part is the parity. 
you know, that, that it's gonna bring. I think for so long, right. you know, as the sport has evolved, you know, people, I think a lot of times consider NASCAR this sort of backwoods, shade tree right. mechanic yeah. type thing. People don't know, we literally have NASA, like, engineers. Like, we have, like, people talk about, like, oh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. No, we actually have rocket scientists <laughs> in the <laughs> right. And so when they get time to sit there and, you know, pour over data after data and, you know, go to wind tunnels and do all these tests, you know, the gaps between the haves and the have-nots widens, right? Because only so many teams can afford to pull, you know, a, a rocket scientist from somewhere and pay them to be able to come over and analyze stuff for race cars. But I think now with the um, with the advent of the, of the next-gen car and the things that we're going to limit, um, you know, with that, I think it, the parity, which at the end of the day, that's what we want to bring, is exciting door-to-door racing that, you know, that he talked about. And so I, for me, that's the most exciting part. So, so give me, all right, your wish list for... I am athlete, NASCAR, the top five people that you want on this show. And, te- and give me a little background why. Okay. Number one, like I said before, the king. Gotta be. Because he's been with NASCAR from damn near the beginning. Before they had all the aerodynamics, before they didn't even really had good brakes back then. He flipped cars, no airbag, no neck harness. Some of them I barely had a helmet. Like a lap belt. A lap belt. They didn't have a harness belt. And this man's been racing from what was the early 60s. I watched a documentary on him where he even took a loan against his house to keep racing because there was no one to back him at the time. And to this day, like, I'll bring in the Wood Brothers. They changed the pit crew. They made the race they changed the whole dynamics of coming into the pit crew. I see Channing always makes a joke about (laughs) these are the guys who reinvented the pit crew. So when I say to Brandon, I said, these are the the gods of NASCAR. The gods. So so try to get them on the show before they pass away. They're in the 80s and 90s and you know, but these are the guys I look up to when it comes to NASCAR. All right, that's two. I said five. Dale Earnhardt. Junior. Uh, yeah. We had Junior already. Yeah, but I wasn't here. <laughs> oh, you said Junior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't here. Right. You know, and Junior's my guy. For Unc, Kyle Busch. With Kyle, with, with Unc on the show. With, un, with Unc on the show. Yeah, y'all got to be on the show because we already sat down with a ton of people already. But, but I like their top two. B, you got to get that done for us. Oh, let me know. Little, little B, like, yeah, let me know. Yeah. We're going to get the king. We call the king right now. I can't, call, I can't call, I don't have his number like that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I can go look it up, though. Right. <laughs> right. I know where to find it. <laughs> I want to get Danica Patrick, the king, okay? Uh, Who's that again? <laughs> right, no. Y'all ain't say the man's name. Richard Y'all keep saying the king. Who? Richard, Richard Patrick. Thank Richard you, Patrick. Richard Patrick. Yeah, I heard that name before. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, next up, let's go. I am athlete NASCAR.
Hey, I'm Ruben. My band and I have a new song. I'm also a tow truck driver. When you move over and slow down, you're making sure I get to go home at the end of the day and see my bandmates. When you see flashing lights, remember, they're not just roadside workers. Thank you for moving over and slowing down. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.